All right, guys, welcome back to the Prep and Ref podcast. Today, it's myself and... Hey, guys, it's Troy. And... This is uh, Raymond Retro. Our special guest today, we're going to be doing a small interview with Raymond Retro, the man, the myth, the legend, the star, <laughs> and the love hearts, <laughs> heart love, star love, everything. Yeah. He's going to be somebody you're going to be hearing about in the near future almost everywhere. So it's a special... Um, privilege for us to be able to have you on here today. Thank you. We're going to start with a little bit of uh, get-to-know-you questions, mm-hmm. and then from there, we want to <coughs> just let you, you know, explain your creative process, explain explain how you came to be the man you are now, and all the things that, you know, you'd want to talk about. For sure. Okay. Let's go ahead and go into this uh, interview here. All right. So, as promised... We have Raymond Retro. Retro here, finally. Yeah. We've been trying to get this together for a long time, huh? About about a month and a half, two, two months. It was it was summer. It was hot. It was summertime when we were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you here. And for people who don't know, you're you're a person who has, you know, fingers in every genre, right? So mm. you're an uncommon artist, which makes you a rare artist, mm. I would say. So, first of all, you have influences in your music that comes from things like anime, yeah. things like video games, mm-hmm. things like street, yeah. things like blues and jazz. Mm-hmm. So, you have all this mixed in. Right? Absolutely. What is it that made you interested in all these genres? Like, how was it? Maybe you can explain one by one. What got you interested into these things? Uh, shoot. You know, it all starts with the parents, men at the house, um, you know, in the black community. Uh, when your mom... Uh, puts on certain style of music, probably some uh, some older stuff, some some Motown or whatever. You know, you're cleaning, you're spending your Saturday cleaning the house. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's just what it is. So that you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a plethora of things as far as uh, what what got me into it. So like we were mentioning earlier, you know, before we were starting up, I was telling you all I used to listen to Mr. P. Um, also used to listen to. Uh, some freestyle music. Um, I remember there was a little, little. Uh, I had a little run. I listened to uh, some Sublime and all kinds of stuff. Like I'm all over the board. Like literally on my little YouTube, uh, the channel that I have nothing posted, but I strictly go through my playlist for whatever mood I'm in while I'm cleaning. Like last night, so my voice is still kind of bedtimey. I guess uh, I to like 3 a.m. cleaning because I got tired of looking at my apartment, but. You know, neighbor had her window open, didn't say nothing, so I was jamming out to some house music. You know, I was grooving for a minute, and I flipped it up on her and put on some uh, some, uh, some latchkey kids and all kinds of stuff, and we're, we're jamming out, so it was good. I mean, I just zone out. I like it. And it's hard to believe that any neighbors are going to get mad about house music. It seems to be like the music that anybody, like, universally accepted. Yeah, now all of a sudden, yeah, you know, at least out here, it's just weird. Like, the rest of the world listens to it, but, you know. Now the U.S. is barely catching up. You know, we're, we're I feel we're behind, but yeah, it's fine. Behind, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So in your early life, um, as you were growing up, you grew up here um, in the Central Valley, or were you in the Bay Area? Where, where did you grow up? Yeah, um, I was uh, born on Bakersfield, and then I uh, stayed out in Fresno till like my sophomore year. I think uh, I just got kicked out of uh, Duncan because my grades, and I was going to McLean, and then uh, that's when I was like learning that. Every house we moved to, like every year, dude, that's how my life been. Every year from childhood on, we moved to a new place. And I'm thinking, you know, I didn't know what rent was. I thought we bought it. We bought a new house. I was like, dang, we're balling. You know, I didn't think nothing about that. But no, that's when I learned what rent was because my sister uh, burnt down the kitchen trying to cook some french fries. And that was my uh, ticket to the Bay Area because we ended up moving to the Bay with family. And I stayed out there till like 02. Came back to Fresno 03. But during 02 is where I learned about uh, E-40, and I learned about Kick the Sneak and all these guys out there, and I got exposed to some new style of music, and I started like, wow, this is great. You know, it's all kinds of stuff. Then I also learned while I was out there, uh, my friend Adonis uh, took me to my first rave. It was was wild. You know, I was telling my mom, I'm pretty adventurous, and I think I get my adventurous side from my mom. She was like, hey, I'm going to this rave, and she's like, oh, be careful. You know, we're we're all from Fresno. We really didn't know what that was. uh, you know, I heard it was good, so yeah, he took me out there and changed my life, man. So during that time when you were living in the Bay Area, as you were getting exposed to all these new things, mm-hmm. 
was it at that point? I mean, because you were probably living um, several people to a house, right? I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you had. How did you make it so that you had a creative space, like start writing music or well, thinking about it? That's the funny thing, dude. I didn't. Uh, here, I'll, I'll share something a little deeper with you. So while I was in the Bay Area, you know, I would go to church and stuff, and you know, we're living with uh, my uh, at the time my grandma and a couple of my cousins and things until my dad got his money up to get our own spot, which he did later. Um, a prophet came to my church. I was like 17. And uh, I think his name was like, uh, I think Applegate or Apple something. I can't remember his name. But he gets to me. He tells, starting to uh, prophesying to everybody. And he gets to me in the line. He goes, hey, you're going to do something great with music. Now, keep in mind, I'm 17. I'm about to be 37 in a few months. And I'm like, dang. And I'm like, great. I'm going to be playing in a church band, playing the funky drums or something or you know, doing something whack. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play no church music. You know, you smell that coming a mile away, you know. But then, you know, years later, look at me now, I'm freaking doing all kinds of crazy stuff with it, you know. Um, I mean, that's how Katy Perry started, too. Like, to, not to interrupt or anything. I mean, yeah, yeah, she was, like, in a church, right, or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Beyonce, too. I think she was singing in a church choir. Yeah, well, I didn't even sing in the church. That's the funny thing. The only thing I had with the church, I started doing, like, stuff, playing with the wires. A guy was showing me how to do the videos and how to make turn up mics and start playing with channels. But that was just, you know, it was brief. And then we end up, uh, let's see, around 02, I graduated from uh, Riverside High School. It was, like, a t- continuation school. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to Fresno in 03, just because at the time, I couldn't afford a $1,000 rent, you know, on $12 an hour, you know, being a driller out there. It was freaking suck because we weren't union, so I had to come back. But, yeah, um, but when I came back, I took all that uh, music with me. When I first started writing was right around uh, 05, to be honest with you. That's when I first started. It's almost like I'm all everything was like preload, preloader up until – 05 and 05 is when I first started writing. Um, I heard, I like, I started hearing all these DJs like Irene, and then I started got, getting into breakbeat. And I'm like, oh man, dude, I like to create this style of music. So I like remixes, especially if they're good, like seeing other people's take on an original song. I said, man, if I can write my music off top to sound like a remix, even though it's the original, so that means when somebody remixes it, it'll come out even better. That was my thought process at the time. It's kind of weird. But I uh, started writing. And, you know, we all suck at some point. I thought it was good, but, you know, looking at it now, it's like, eh, it's kind of garbage, but it's fine. <laughs> you got room to grow, huh? Yeah, as yeah, you're yeah. starting yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, grow into it. But uh, after that, as I, as I progressed, um, something that influenced me uh, when I used to go to the Rays out in the Bay Area, uh, before I went to my L.A. one, I went out in the Bay Area. I used to get my tickets from uh, Skills DJ Workshop. It's a uh, like a record store slash a bunch of DJs are there and they'll sell tickets to undergrounds and other things like that out there right off of Telegraph. I think they closed down. Yeah, they closed down. But uh, I was inspired by them because they had their own little logo, this little funny dude. They had an event called Popsicle and you know, all crazy, crazy even like 1999. And they'll play all music from that era. It was freaking wild. So I'd get my um, I'd get my tickets from them and then uh, go go to the events. So I was thinking, like, man, it'd be dope if I had my own logo, you know. So I'm sitting at a coffee table, you know, you know, getting my perv on. Like, dang, I want something pervy, but, you know, innuendos. Because, you know, I like talking innuendos. So I was like, all right, well, see, I came up with a heart. And I put a star on top. And I looked and I said, oh, man, I want the star to look kind of like some booty cheeks or something. You know, some, some, <laughs> some real, you know, classy. Yeah. So then, you know, it came up with that. And I said, well, I like music, so I wanted to represent me. So I put the, uh, the heart and the star, which I called it the love star. Um, had some uh, headphones on it, so because I like I have a love for music, so the heart's wearing headphones. The stars like the future. That's where I want to go, you know. Whether uh, whether I make it on camera, preferably off. I'd rather be a ghostwriter, but um, that's where I was heading. And then the uh, with the uh, logo with the background, I have uh, two blue dolphins jumping out of the uh, ocean. So I have that going on, and then with the Japanese waves, because, you know, I'm into a lot of Japanese stuff off and on, you know. And so that's basically how I came up with the logo. So it took me about a year or two years to uh, give or take to trademark everything. So I got now I have official trademark uh, Love Star District that covers music and clothing. Wow. So that's one, one area that came out. And then uh, the music, I have a friend named uh, 
Izzo, I remember he performed at the uh, casino. I used to work at Table Mountain at a little talent show. I got ripped off that day, but it was all right. I got second place, but it was still dope. Um, he, was, he was rapping and stuff, and I said, you know what? I can do that. I think I can do that. So I really started putting together my first album. Uh, I was uh, with uh, Nate, Nate Beats out of, uh, he was at stationed in Berkeley or Oakland, I think Berkeley. Yeah, who knows? It was off the Caldecott Tunnel, off the 13. Every weekend, I'd be out there uh, getting go with my son, take my visitations with him because he stays in the Bay, and we'll spend hours, 12, 13-hour sessions, 14-hour sessions in the studio, trying to get my stuff done because I only have so much time on the weekend to get it done. So I did that for about six, seven months to get all the beats done. I had the lyrics in my mind. I already had the beat how I wanted. I had to beatbox it to him. So I had to drive all the way out there, pick up my son, take him to the studio, hang out with him a little bit afterwards, drop him off and drive all the way back to Fresno, and that continued till for my first album. But what a lot of people don't know is when I first had my introduction into music to a first studio, I got I got burnt for like six six thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. It's about a little over six grand. So how I how I got this money was uh my grandma passed away from asbestos. So this is a big class action lawsuit. Wow. And then uh, my dad started receiving check money. So me being the opportunist, I was like, hey, maybe I can get some of that money so I could uh, start my career. So I told my dad, hey, you know, let me get some money. I want to I go to the studio. And dad's like, you know, can, what are you going to do with someone rap? Well, let me hear. I'm like, come on, dad. He goes, all right. Mom's like, yeah, let me hear him. I started rapping. I started singing a little bit. I can't sing a lick, but, you know, I know what I wanted to sound like. Like, all right. So um, my mom was really the pusher for me because she sings and stuff. So uh, I got the six grand from him, uh, gave it to a dude, signed a little contract, you know, got one song done. The dude took the money and went to L.A. and uh, ended up uh, to, uh, we call it Better His Skill. I think he went to the, music, the MI Institute, Musician Institute. Wow. Yeah, end up bettering uh, to better his skill, and I'm like, hey, dude, where's the rest of my album? All I got is one song out of you, and that was it. So he was just like, oh, you know, whatever. So I ended up suing him later. I had to go get a, like a background investigator or whatever. Found his ass in L.A., sued him, won, and still haven't seen opinions to this day. So I was like, dude, this is whack. You know, was, I still have the contract, uh, not the contract, but I still have the, uh, the. Uh, what do you call it, the award letter and all this other crap? Mm, from the judge and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I still have 10 years, well, less than 10 years, about a year left to go renew it and add interest on but what's the point? I mean, the dude's not going to pay. I mean, you never know. Yeah. I'll probably, yeah, I'm going to give up. I'll probably do something. It's just... Uh, everybody has to retire eventually, man. And at that point, if you still owe money... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... Yeah, he's, I mean, the cat's real gutter. So, I mean, he's like one of those under-the-table guys. So, mm -hmm. that's the other part. I mean, you got to register a car eventually, but we'll see. So that's how I got my first taste of music. Yeah, I left a bitter taste, but I'm pretty resilient. Like, I, my whole life, dude, I kid you not, anything I ever wanted to do in life, I always had to struggle or I had to go above and beyond just to get what I want. I kid you not. Like, I was just telling I, – I tell people that. They think I'm BSing. Just the other day, I was trying to go to wash my van, and freaking I'm at the car wash. I pull up. It's like, all right, cool. So I put the quarters in the machine. My quarters keep falling out. The machine's not taking the quarters. I'm like, all right, well, I'm used to this crap happening to me. It's normal. So I go to the next one over, go to the next one over. I said, all right, I see water here. Obviously, this one works. It takes my quarters. Cool. Hose the car off. Time to scrub it up because, you know, birds have been just shitting all over my van for some reason. Freaking um, the bubble brush wouldn't work. So I said, okay, what's well, one of those days a day? Hmm. So I said, all right, I'm so for the next eight minutes, I'm going to rinse my car off, try to get all this poop off it. So I rinse mm -hmm. it, right? Man, I started driving. I said, you know. My car started sputtering out. I was like, oh, fuck, something got wet. You know, I can't I can't afford this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just something after another, but everything turned out fine. It's just little BS like that happens. So back to what I was saying with um, with struggling. So I ended up, um, this is how I meet, meet the guy in the Bay Area, Nate. So I was going to the Bay, getting across the bridge, because I wanted, um, I don't know if you ever seen those folding mattresses. You know, um, the ones that come out like pull out sofas, nah, or nah, what nah, do you nah. mean, like uh, like foam? It's like, uh, oh, yeah, 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 like, like they're good for your back and everything, right? Yeah, Are you yeah, talking about those, yeah, they're like real cushiony, like I yeah, got like the sleep number type, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got some my, my Laotian peoples, they have something sim similar, but it like folds up, you can sit on it and chill or whatever. But really, when I come over, or you know, me and my, my twins would come over, they throw it out in the whole living room, cover these fold up mattresses, and we just crash out and just watch movies. So I wanted some, so I was on the Bay Bridge. 
and uh, there's traffic and stuff. And then, you know, I just got this little inkling. I'd say it's God. He's like, hey, pay for the person behind you. I'm like, what? It's like, I never pay for anybody. It's expensive, you know, but I was like, all right. So I said, hey, it's for me, and pay for the guy behind me. He was all right. So the guy, so I'm looking in the rearview mirror. This white guy, he rolls up, and all he hands the dude was a quarter. And the good dude said, now the guy in front paid for you already. He's like, what? So we're keep in mind, we just crossed over the little tow booth. There's traffic on the Bay Bridge. The guy, the guy comes running out of his car and says, man, I'm about to beat his ass. What's going on, right? Guy knocks on his window. Like, bro, I never take the Bay Bridge. I always take the BART. I just totaled out my car. I had, I didn't have a dollar to my name. Um, whoop de whoop. Here's my card. I'm a producer. And I just got done complaining to God about how the last guy burned me. Wow. So he says, he says, what are you doing out here? I said, I'm here to get a mattress. That's it. He goes, whatever you're going to do, do, get finished, come to this address. Let's talk. I said, okay, cool. And then uh, I had a little uh, red IS300 in the background. I had my little MySpace advertisement stuff. So he's, he's writing it down anyways. But so it looked like this transaction was going to happen regardless. So I get to his house. This guy tells me he's like hip-hop and R&B producer. I told him, well, I want house. I want EDM. He goes, well, I don't know how to do that. Just tell me what you're looking for. So I started beatboxing to him. You know, I beatbox a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, eh, what? I do all this crazy stuff. Yeah. So I kick it to him. And then he's like, all right, yeah, I can do this. So we did a, did a song called, uh, a, a track called Lover, uh, Lover and Friend, a little rock, rocking house together. And it came out pretty good. So next thing you know, um, I told him I'm not signing any contracts because I got ripped off. He's like, no, it's cool. Shoot me X amount per track. And then we'll call it good. I said, okay. So that's what it was. We just, you know, on, on, on the honor system, he did me right, did my tracks. Then we went to uh, local media studios out in Menlo Park. That's where Yahoo does their uh, commercials recording. I paid for that. Everything was out of pocket at the time. You know, I was balling at the casino, you know, getting getting these old ladies' purses, you know, these <laughs> tips and stuff. So started paying for my stuff, and then that was it. That's how I got my first album done. Wow. Mm-hmm. So during that process, was there ever times where you – you had trouble marketing because I mean, I know that there's two I big failed. parts of it: creating and marketing is usually yes. the harder parts, right? <clears throat> because I didn't have a team like how I have now, but um, I didn't know anything about marketing. So I mean, it was like word of mouth. Yeah, I worked at the casino when it dropped. I mean, I made a few grand, which is great, but obviously, I didn't get nowhere near the money I soaked into this project. I mean, I soaked some money into it, but shit, if I'd have soaked at least half of that, I then probably could have got something going with marketing. Um, I had a couple of close calls uh, when this project was going. I had a uh, like some kind of I don't know like a little backdoor deal was supposed to happen with Sony, and the middleman who I met at the casino, I think he didn't like the finder's fee or whatever, so he just told me, oh, it didn't work or whatever. But I didn't find that out until his uh, his uncle told me later. Nah, he messed your deal up. You could have been gone already. Wow. Then I had another uh, another close call. Somebody from LA heard what we were doing at Menlo Park. Said we were hot and. I guess uh, one of the engineers sent some a snippet down there. He flew out here. I didn't get to meet the guy either. So the guy's just like I'm just missed like near misses with this stuff. So I was but like, it goes right. to show you that your your art isn't the problem. It's just getting the people connected yeah. to the right. It's just yeah. the connections that you didn't have at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was like, okay. So now you know I had a group when I really started. Now I'm solo. <clears throat> you know, uh, I guess you know sometimes things just play out the way it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 what happened in the first project. Five years later, I did a free mixtape just because I was bored, wrapped over some other people's stuff and just uh, instrumentals just to do it. And then um, that's it. So now this project, I was pushing for this project to get done by New Year's. It's going to be done recording before New Year's, but um, I've just been advised that, hey, you got to cut paperwork, you know, for uh, mm-hmm. to cover your tracks, but you can't just do it and put it out. So I'm learning the uh, business side of it right now. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm just looking like 2020 probably around spring or something it'll drop that'd be a good time either way mm-hmm. i think um it's always better to have that part of it done because a lot of young artists don't realize that there's a backbone of business that comes with the music mm-hmm. and when they go in fresh i mean they may be artistic but if they don't know how to handle their business and either one the money's gonna you know dry up absolutely or like you know like you mentioned earlier the, if you don't have the marketing knowledge that you at this point you've you've been through the fire yeah well, hell so yeah. you know it all well but for those people that don't, you know, that that's what really hinders a lot of people from growing. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was going to ask you because I think we talked about this. Um, yeah, you ask whatever a, you want. A few times uh, regarding your creative process in the sense that a lot of people, 
at least when you look at interviews for young artists or you know experienced artists, mm-hmm. they'll say we like to create the beats and then we come up with what to say, right? So the yeah. lyrics comes after. But you're unique in the sense that you almost organically create both. Mm-hmm. But, so how do, how does the lyrics part of it at least come by? Yeah. So I, I think yeah we did talk about this. So this is what happens. Your boy could be out anywhere, either chilling at a building or I could be just working or I could be, you know, in the gym, which sometimes I rarely go, but I could be there, right? And then um, I'll, I'll, I'll get hit with something. It'll either be a man speaking to me or a woman speaking to me. They'll either be rapping or singing. They'll give me snippets, wherever. I say it comes from the furthest north, but <clears throat> something spiritual is happening. And I hear what I hear. And then it comes with music as they're speaking. And then uh, what I do is I write it down quickly as possible or I write it down on my phone. And then the rhythm and beat, most of the time it happens while I'm driving. The rhythm and beat, um, I'll beatbox it into my phone to save it. Save the tempo and I start beatboxing different notes and strings that I'll hear. And then I'll come back to it later. I'll just save it to get it out of my system. And if the song's really good and I don't have time to save it, it'll come back later. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty crazy. So then... Um, that's how I create that part to it. Very rarely do I write to a beat. Like if the beat is dope, you're gonna get words from me. But if it doesn't speak to me, I'll I'll sleep on it or I'll come later. You know, uh, my cousin sent me some beats and some of them I liked. Some of them I wasn't feeling it. But then I came back later and I had some older stuff. I have a songbook, stuff I wrote from like 2010, 2009. That's relevant now. <clears throat> I'm barely gonna put on this project. So it's like I'm writing in advance and not knowing it. And it just depends on finding that match. But as far as uh, beat, my creative process, it's the, way it, it's the way it comes out. It's uh, lyrics first. I'll have a tempo in my head and then build the beat around it. But there's just certain one or two elements I got to have in that beat to, so I can be satisfied just because I have a learning curve with doing the music programs myself. So here's my question to you too. Mm-hmm. So regarding lyrics, there's different kinds of people, some that – Again, when they construct the the bars to the lyrics that they're going to be putting, mm-hmm. they do like let's say bar construction first, and then they put the lyrics, and then they try to match it up with the song. In your case, when you do the when you write out the lyrics, do you consider yourself more of like a storyteller, or do you consider yourself more of a just a rhythm finder, or someone who kind of you know wants you to feel something? You know what I would say, like a storyteller, like on this uh, on like on this project. I put out, um, I wrote a song about my ex-wife, but in in pop form. Gotcha. So yeah, you're gonna get a happy beat, and you know it's a it's, it's a pretty fucked up song, but you know you get you be grooving to it. You know, feel me? It kind of reminds so, me of that Outkast song. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hey, super depressing. Hey y'all, it's super it's depressing. Super depressing song. Like, yeah, listen to the lyrics. And yeah, this isn't a song. You guys don't even want to hear this. You just want to dance. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what would they say if it uh, if it doesn't move your feet, then I don't eat. So it's like this is America, right? That this right? thing they have. Yeah. They had the hidden meaning when you don't pay attention to lyrics, but usually people don't. They just mm. kind of hear the... You the, hear the hook and get happy. Yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I catch myself singing it. I'd be at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, that's that's how I get down. Um, I, It just depends on the mood. Sometimes I'm telling stories. Sometimes like a party track. Hey, as long as you got party reference in it, it's a party. It doesn't matter. Anything can happen at a party or, um, you know, just whatever the mood. Or if I'm writing an R&B song. I'm telling a story just depends on um, how I'm getting my point across from A to B. So when I'm creating it, it's like, okay, the story's about this in the middle. This is what I want. But from this point here, I got to get to the middle, and then I got to get to the conclusion at the end. But it's so, I guess you could say, storytelling. So That's my style. In your life, has there been moments where, like, you know, this is one of the worst situations I've ever been in, but this is going to make a great song someday yeah you've been in those situations before oh, i would imagine god right? yeah twice i've been through hell and back and you know what it was behind women man behind some punani boy let me tell you man <laughs> it was woo. if i had a time machine but it's all right though you know what it's meant to be I'm, I'm still here you know it didn't kill me 
So yeah, I would say yeah, my son's mom. Yeah, she drugged me through the mud. She taught she taught me a few things about how the court systems work and things like wow. that. I mean, I mean, a lot of guys don't know. Like you know, it's a one sided system. I mean, especially when it comes to custody and things like that. It's real ugly. I mean, dang, have me ready to feel like, man, I'm about to kill somebody. This is this ain't right. The judge ain't listening. Nobody's listening. You know, I know I'm a chill dude. I'm cool and. You know, but they were just making me, painted me like I was just some kind of deadbeat dad, another brother in here until I had to go get a lawyer. When I got a lawyer, they're like, oh, you know, the judge like, oh, we fucked up. We're going to make this better, but you're still going to get the short end of the stick. So, you know, I mean, that's that's what it is for now. So that was like the worst. The, sad, the next worst one was the ex-wife, you know, because your boy is real adventurous. Uh, as I mentioned earlier. You know, I slid on out to the Philippines real quick and pulled me one back, man. You know, I bought one back. It was cool. Everything was gravy train, man, until like three or three years into the marriage. It was, things start going south, start talking to her aunt, and aunt, she kept coming back with an attitude. And next thing you know, you know, your boy had to call the police on her. And it got real wild, dude. Wow, and I was like, man. I had to go through that. You know, I had twin girls uh, with this woman, and um, which I now have full custody of due to abandonment on her end. So, yeah, so I was like, dude, this is, I, I documented, saved everything. So I said, you know, yeah, I spent, I lost hella cheese on that right there. And then, you know, I have to hold my L. It is what it is. But I'm going to get my money out around the back end. You know, you feel me? I made a song about it. I'm going to write a book about the situation. And that's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll pick up the pieces that way. I mean, I ain't going to lie and sit there and be like, oh, it was all bad. I had a blast. I'm not going to lie. I went, I went went over to a foreign country, ate hella good, you know, Experience a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. Drank hella beer. The people treated me nice. It wasn't all bad. You know, humped on an exotic woman for a while. Hey, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I'm just, you know, just sucked the way it ended. But yeah. it is what it is. The story can be good, but the last episode or the last uh, chapter can really kill the story a little bit. But, oh, yeah. I mean, you can still have good memories of the Absolutely. overall, right? Absolutely. It's almost like uh, when you're watching a, an anime, you're hoping the person gets gets out of it, gets better, and you're waiting for that ending. It's like, what's that, like Grave of Butterflies? And then it just gets worse. Oh, worse. man, Grave of Butterflies. Yeah, fucking tear. Firefly. Uh, the grave fire, of... Firefly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh man. yeah, that crushed my soul, dude. Oh, I was like, oh, man, it's going to get better. He's going to get out of it. Oh, shit, another you know, thing and another. Yeah. That's an excellent segue because – I think a lot of the way that you look at the world, mm-hmm. and just speaking about you, Retro, like you have a very unique perspective, like based off of your music. Yeah. The way you speak, the way you carry yourself, shows that you've learned from a lot of wisdom from different avenues of life, right? Yeah, oh man, yeah, life and, experience. Yeah, and one of those, believe it or not, I mean, I think the more stories you learn, the more characters you take in, and the more characters you take in, the more you can relate to people that you've never met before. Mm-hmm. But anime is the next segue I wanted to get into. The oh. fact that you... Not only you consider yourself a fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not to uh, to fan where I'm gonna, you know, go look up the uh, the writer or anything like that. But for uh, one guy, I, I'm actually gonna look go look for him because that shit touched my soul. You know, the, the shielded hero. I send it oh, that yeah. bro touched my soul just because I know what it's like to be uh, be in the courtroom and be accused, falsely accused of right. stuff. That touched By the my king soul. And those, uh, and the, False princess, right? And I was telling Z about that. The, yeah. the one who created that was a lady, if I remember correctly. The, the author was a lady. Oh, see? Well, sure. Hopefully, I meet this lady because, man, that touched my soul. I was like, oh, I've been in this position before. And I got out of it, thank God. But gosh, man, it was gut check, bro. I was like, man, I was binging it. And the next thing you know, I was like, man, I was left thirsty, wanting more. <laughs> yeah, it's a great series. Yeah, I, I, I loved think it. Animes in general touch upon a lot of the. Um, unfairness in the world right and mm. the fact that people refuse to kind of see each other as individuals and equals right in a sense because you, you look at animes like a uh, shield hero you look at animes like naruto yeah and what, whatever else you, you might you know like bleach or whatever right it's yeah. people trying to find themselves in in a world that tries to fit you into a mold but it doesn't fit everybody because everyone's unique in a right. sense right Right. So which ones do you think influenced your creative process or you as a person? Because, I mean, at this point, you've grown and seen so much. You've lived through so much. And yet you can still relate to a lot of characters. Yeah. You know what, dude? I've, I mean, I've been watching anime uh, before I even knew what it was called. Because I remember early in the morning, dude, before, like, we didn't have no cable. I'd watch um, Dragon Ball and Goku with the uh, the little red stick oh, going yeah. around fighting the Red Ribbon Army. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, but, you know, I'd just wake up at, like, 4 a.m. to watch it. That was it, because it was on free TV. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is dope, and, you know, that's what I would watch. They would know? give anime, like, the worst time slots, too, back then. Yeah. Because they weren't sure. It was, like, it's overseas. I don't know if people can relate to this, but yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It turned into something major later, and then uh, 
then later on i we uh, when we were able to afford like cable tv then i started seeing uh was like like macross and a couple other like mecha mecha stuff started getting into it then i started start actively seeking and looking for anything but what turn it with uh the turning point like for or the gateway was what would you say my buddy invited me over after school and he said, hey man i gotta check this out this anime so anime what is that i said well this is a cartoon because nah, fool, it's anime like, don't be disrespectful <laughs> yeah. like, like all right so we you know had that one friend had, yeah yeah, yeah it's super it was junior high and it was it was uh akira and i was like huh Oh. Then I was like, he showed me this. I was like, dude, we're sitting there. His parents are gone, right? So her watching there. I was like, oh, they cussing here. I was like, oh, what? Because yeah, man. Then the next thing you know, you see a titty pop out. I was like, oh, whoa, well, this is <laughs> this is crazy, right? And it's nuts. And the next thing it just changed my life. Like, dude, yeah, this shit's dope. But Talk yeah, about an entry point, man. Akira was like super mature too. Like yeah. super even for adult standards, you know, just kind of like, whoa, man. Right. It's deep. Yeah, and I'm like, man, it's just. You know, I want some more. I mean, what else you got? You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But um, I say for as far as characters that I can uh, relate to, I mean, it just it just the right now I can't I can't say I can't relate to all of them, but I like characters as I'm watching. But that the one that shielded the hero, the dude, I can relate. The dude just kept getting shitted on and kicked it, but yet he still kept coming back and resilient. I I can definitely respect that. Um, I say Naruto's. I can't say too too much because i haven't watched all of them like it's, it's, it's basically boils down to like attention span and and how much time i have because i'm right. writing oh yeah, and yeah i'm doing stuff so i'll come get a hit or I'll come check out okay how many seasons is this um right now i'm, I'm really i'm really loving the, the my hero right now that's oh, yeah, that's, that's fucking amazing I, I like that shit so it's like i i, I can feel what, what mr deku's going through so i'm I digging that it's just uh i'm all over the board with uh with my anime but you know what i really like i like obscure like stuff people sleep on like uh i enjoyed uh dimension w uh mainly because i seen old boys rolling around in a uh, 2000 gt because i love cars oh, yeah. he's running the old school 2000 gt and then later on he busts out this uh this uh what's that the uh that f that came out that uh that, that expensive ass lexus is like a couple hundred grand it's like three hundred thousand now but it, can't, if I can't afford it, I usually don't look at it. Oh, <laughs> then I, I started craving it, man. Oh no, I look at it and I look at it like, uh not like, oh, I can't afford it. It's You're like, like, not right now. How man. can put, I afford it? Put yeah, that, put that on the wish list. I'm right? Like, I'm yeah, gonna get, yeah. I'm gonna come back to My this. bucket list. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed, uh, you know, the stuff I really relate to, like that is the car anime. I did the initial D, but a lot of people sleep on Wangan Midnight. You know, about uh -huh. the Devil Z. I. I love that. I, I crave that shit, like obscure shit. Yeah, real obscure, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know what that is, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do. To the point, man. Let me see, man. Let me show you my wallet. You know how I be. I be on this stuff. So what I didn't know was back in '99 when the Dreamcast dropped, uh, they had something called Tokyo Extreme Racer, and I was into it. And I was like, dude, this is dope. Freeway racing. You're freaking high beaming them for a race, and you're jamming around the C1 loop. I was like, it's dope. And then later on. Um, that's when I end up discovering Wong on Midnight. I said, like, dude, this is based on the game's based on this anime and and then next thing you know they had live action. So you when your boys ever whenever I go to the bay, I purposely make time to go to the round one and I fucking uh, Is that I, like an anime store or No, music? it's a it's a it's this thing that I have a I have a uh, I have a Skyline oh, save, wow. no saved kidding, on here. Man. Yeah, my, my my file saved on here. So when I go I just put it onto the I sit in that cabinet, put it on, it loads up my name retro and I oh, your whole profile out. and everything. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know they even had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> man. See, I'm mean, you know, a little closet we nerd. Hey, you feel we me? We proud ourselves on, <laughs> on yeah. being the gamer nerds. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. No, it's crazy because there's always someone that can teach you something. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, dude. Round one has all the latest Japanese shit before we even. Fresno will never see it, dude. Put that way. We need one out here. Cause, I wish we would have one. Yeah, San Jose, uh, Sun Valley Mall is where I play whenever I go up there. And then there's like three other places. I think SAC might have one, but. We're 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 super far behind. There's 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 money. There's a market for that out here. We oh, need I it. bet, man. Yeah. But yeah, they have it called. I think it's called Maximum Tune Five or Six. That's where I play. Then it's the same the same storyline, but you know, upgraded different cars and things like that. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. So okay. What's up? Out of these characters, you wouldn't say there's one because I, I we had a podcast several episodes oh, yeah. ago where we talked about some of the influences that we picked up. You mm. know, even subconsciously uh, on some of the characters that we saw, like. Um, uh, Demonic was here, uh, Jovan, right? And oh yeah, was, yeah. He was talking about how he was uh, he was influenced by Vegeta, right? His personality, his like uh, his need to work out and, and just prove himself by being you know hard headed. Yeah. He's like I, I I picked up those traits. He said that right. Yeah. 
I told him that for me personally, I always like the goofy characters like uh, Luffy from One Piece. Right? Oh, he's funny shit. These are people that are like, they can be dumb, they can enjoy, but they still have when it time when it's time to get down to business, you know, they get serious mm-hmm. and they become the leaders that everyone depends on. Right. You know, these are the influences that I had when I was growing up, and we all subconsciously <coughs> pick traits of, from uh, each character and add it to ourselves. Do you feel like you've ever had that? Like you looked at a character and like, man, when you were growing up, because I mean now maybe you still do, but. Back oh, then. oh shit! You know what? It's gonna sound crazy, dude. But uh, I like Brawley, bro. I'm a huge Brawley fan, yo. Oh man, yeah, Brawley's wild. But he first came out, yeah, the it's way they did him was whatever. I just, I, I enjoyed that 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 monster power. Like it was like dormant. Like cat slept on him in the beginning, oh, and then yeah. when that switch went on, he's like, ah, oh, it's too late. You know, I like that. Even though it's weird. Another thing I noticed myself too. Um, I gravitate towards villains. You know, I, 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 I. I wasn't like that at first. I was huge, you know, Goku. Like, oh well, yeah, we'll go. yeah. But now I'm like, nah, fucking Brawley's a shit, man. He's a dude, a dude's bad. Did you see the new movie that came oh, out? Oh, they finally did him justice. They bro. did him super justice. Oh yeah, my boy Brawley, man. Yeah, you know, I I never owned any. Well, I, in the past, I had like uh, Dragon Ball action figures in my high school. Yeah, I mean, that was like one point before I got into collecting Hot Wheels and shit. But uh, Brawley's Brawley's like my go-to cat. He's just dope. He's dope. Just raw power. Just. I like that. Yeah, no one can really even take him, you know. Because mm, he just has that in him. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's that thing that everybody has to fight him. For for him to lose, it's a crew to fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a one-man one thing. Man. Yeah. He's a one-man army or one-man, you know. Yeah. He's like the, the, the Hulk of Dragon Ball, you know. Exactly. I dig yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd say I like I like Brawley, dude, because, you know, sometimes you just got power through shit. You know, all this stuff life throws at you. Just gotta grit your teeth, you know. Just go through it, man. Maybe that's a little bit of the influence you had, because when you said that you one of the first uh, big influences that you had when it came to anime, it was Akira, right? Oh God, and that yeah. whole thing was about him, you know, trying to discover who he is as everyone was trying to control him because they saw the potential. Man, this guy has potential as a weapon, or he has potential as this. Everybody wanted to use him, even his friends, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And at the end, he ended up like shattering everything and everyone. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit of how you might uh, relate. People, you know what? they realize you good, have talent. They that's want a good it. read. I never, I never really thought about that because I remember uh, uh, in high school I wanted to go to. Uh, you know, I was a big ROTC guy, Air Force ROTC, and then Army ROTC, and for sure, you know, I thought, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go to the military. Yeah, I'm go to the military and do whatever. But I didn't go. You know, it wasn't meant for me. It didn't happen. And my eyes started to open up a little bit. You know, nothing against the military. Hey, you know, I always tell somebody, hey, thank you for your service because, you know, my fat ass could have been out there. But <laughs> nope, it just, you know, just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. I thought about it a few times. You a different path that you decided to follow at that point. Yeah, you know, these these hands, you know, you know, they're not as manly, but they're made for writing right now. Writing and and uh, art, the arts. So that's just what it is. Uh, I'd say that's probably, if anything, I, if yeah, you're probably right. It's just one one way of going because yeah, I could have gone to a gang, you know. I got propositioned a few times in school. I could have went this way, that way, but nothing, nothing ever panned out. It just this is the route it went. Yeah, you followed your 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 river, your path. Yeah, right. That that fit you. Super at that obscure. Moment. Yeah, yeah, super obscure. At least that's what the um, you know people say. You're unusual, or you're you're different, or either um, you know even when I'm talking. Um, they're like, where are you from? You know, you don't talk like everybody else. Even like when I'm talking to the Asians, you know, that I work with, like, you don't, you don't sound like, you know, nothing. No offense, but you don't sound like everybody else. I'm like, I sound like me. You know, that's yeah. just what it is. I don't know what I'm supposed to sound like. You know, it's, it's you different. sound like you, man. But yeah, people have this the idea of by looking at you, right? Yeah. They might have an idea of like, well, man, this guy looks like if he's a, he looks like. If I were to to put a description on somebody who's listening and doesn't know how you look, or you know. Maybe yeah. for now they don't know, but eventually they will. I think the world will eventually know. Yeah. But to me, it's like, you know, Dr. Dre, when he's just chilling, he has his, his sweats on or something. Yeah. You have this air about you that makes it similar to that. Someone who's confident in their skin mm-hmm. and someone who knows where they're going. You know, who knows where the where the wind is coming from. Someone who can easily adapt. Like, you have this yeah. use, uh, wafer kind of uh, feel to you. You know, like, you're light, but you have heavy, you know, a sense right. of who you are. It's it's a really cool sense. Soft yet yeah, firm, yeah. Like our, um, I did notice that. Like when I walk into a building, whether I'm in sweats or if I'm like this, just wanting to feel cute for the day, I break necks. Like people stop and they'll take notice, and then they'll go back to what they're doing. Or like the energy changes. Yeah. 
like kind of remind me of when uh, how Brawley comes out and he has that that ball of energy around him. Yeah, you, you yeah. have to take notice. <laughs> exactly. Brawley enters a room. You're just so oh, shit. All right, what's going on? You know, yeah, it's not something you can sleep on. It's not something <clears throat> you can ignore. Yeah, that yeah. that's you. I think that's a really good way to describe you. And Definitely. your music does that, right? Yeah. Oh, dude. I feel like it does because you my showed music's me. wild. Yeah, yeah, music's wild. I showed I showed you a project I'm working on. So yeah, yeah that that little. Oh, it was good. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about next, though. Yeah. So you have <clears throat> a plethora of connections to the world, right? Mm -hmm. You pull knowledge from this area, from that area. You learn from you know your personal experiences, anime, from family members. Mm -hmm. Another one is that like, video games. We mm -hmm. know that it's not more. It's just not only entertainment right no in the sense that it's you know twitch control right but it's yeah. you're taking in stories from video games and even the beats from them and that kind of influences your music again like can you tell me examples of games that have influenced your your beat making or like your music creation and examples of stories that you found you know you know heart to heart in video games that you decided i'm going to use this to make my own music eventually can you oh, have examples man. of either one? You know what, dude? Um, for some reason, it's just gonna sound like kind of dorky, but eventually I'm gonna do it. But I always like the sound. You know, the first, the first uh, Mario Brothers. Yeah. You know, when you when you when you get, gets the star and he's invincible. That. Da, da, oh da, da, yeah, da, yeah, da. yeah. I always wanted to swag that beat out, dude. I was like, dude, I want to do that because there's a little. That sounds like a song would yeah. happen though. Yeah, yeah, because there's a, there's like three notes that are being played in there and i like it so much i was like dude forever yeah i would like to just flip that that little beat right there but eventually it's going to happen but um as far as uh game influences with with the music um shoot there's so a is, it, is it majority nintendo or do you have some from sony xbox oh that, that you kind know of what you? it's all over um it was that uh who, what did i like the theme music i think i was playing high school high school rivals on playstation one there's some music in there I, I enjoyed, um, but not to the point where I'm going to remember it. I'm trying to sit there and get this song for you on the fly. Um, well, if you're thinking about that, yeah, I always thought in my mind, as I played Metal Gear, because I didn't start playing Metal Gear until like maybe a handful of years ago, mm -hmm. but I missed out on this whole like genre. But when I started listening to that, I'm like, I don't understand why there isn't music for this. Because, like, that intensity when, like, the time is ticking down. I don't know if you've ever played Metal Gear. No. You know what? I slept on it, bro. It's weird. I'm, I'm a gearhead. I like automotive stuff. Like, something with an engine. I'm playing it. You know, I tried I played just shooters. I remember playing, uh, was it, GoldenEye on uh, oh, 6 yeah. <laughs> That was fun. You know, I, I enjoyed that to a limit. You know, the I played later on Halo and stuff. You know what? Oh, I just remember, you know, have you ever played Def Jam, Fight for New York? Yeah. On the Xbox? Yeah. Man, that, see? They had rappers in there. And it yes. Was like, it, it was like, <laughs> they were beating each other. I, yes. I thought it was like cheat codes you could do with 50 Cent to make him do a, a finisher move. Mm-hmm. I think 50 Cent might have been later, because the one that I have, he wasn't on it. But Snoop was the uh, main bad guy, and this fool was this fool knew kung fu and stuff. Like it was hard, it was frustrating. But I always felt that um, like video games should have real music. Yeah. I mean, not saying that oh the music in there is real, but I mean, like with something you'll hear on the street, kind of like how GTA you can hear, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it feels it makes it feel more organic, like a yes. real world. Yeah, like yes. The Need for Speed Underground Two is one of those I liked. Mm, they had there the, you go. They had the Ying Yang Twins with the Black Betty remix, and I'm like, whoa, man! Yeah, like, that was crazy. And they had a Lean Back with the oh. Fat Joe and everything. Yes, I crave I crave shit like that. No matter if it's a fighting game, if it's a racing game, if shoot, if the shooter games have it, then yeah, you know why not? I'd probably yeah. get into it more. It's just I'm geared towards anything with a motor and you know some kind of interest. Yeah, I'll take a I'll take a shot at it. But um, uh, musical influence, a lot of it, you know, I would say, for that influenced me. Some of it's from Nintendo. Some of it's from it could be uh, like a fantasy game or something like an RPG or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what what the mood it what mood it is. But like that one beat I played for you the other day, yeah, I dude, I this I heard, <clears throat> I think I heard it back in summer. I think it could have been over summer and. I still bother the guy about it. I told him I'm going to work some overtime. I'm just going to cash him out for it. Normally, I don't cash out beats no more like that. But that one right there, because it's that so dope, I want it. That was a good beat. Yeah. Man, I, could, I, could, I can hear that on a radio station. Like, it's, <sighs> it sounds that good. Like, it sounds yeah. something like, I mean, not even radio, because, I mean, radio just kind of plays. They play whatever the market, you know, demands mm -hmm. from them. It's not like whatever is good music. Right, right. Whatever's going to give them, like, the dollar. Right, yeah, got but, whatever's going to pay the bill. Yeah. But for that, 
Oh man, I could picture that everywhere. Yeah, that's, it's that's different. such a good song, man. It definitely, yeah. I'm gonna just have everybody twerking to Nintendo in a little bit. We're gonna see what happens. I mean, the, the, the beautiful part about it is that I, I've had this situation happen to me. I don't know, maybe it's happened to you before, where uh, we all grew up. At some point, we were touched by Nintendo, right? We've yeah. We all played it. We've either heard, we passed by an arcade. We've heard some of those noises, a little coin noise. Oh yeah. He jumps and gets it. Blocks breaking. There's little things like that. And I remember that there was someone who made that into a beat, right? And I had downloaded the song from YouTube. You know, you go through another site and you mm-hmm. download the MP3 version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little swiper sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I, I did that because I liked the song. Yeah. And I was playing it in the, in the car, like, on maybe 10 volume, right? And I yeah. was talking to this person, and, and then they began telling me, like, hey, man, this song sounds familiar. Where's this from? I'm like, oh, it's just, I don't think you know what it is. It's just an artist that came up with it. And then they couldn't, they couldn't, un- they don't. They don't play games. Yeah. They're like full on. You know, they like to do. He's a basketball player. He likes to focus on you know sports. Yeah. But he goes, man, this sounds so familiar. And he kept he kept doing like the beat to himself. Yeah. And then a week later, I'm like, you, you're still on that because he asked me, and then we were talking about a whole yeah. different thing. And he's like, what is that beat, man? I can't I can't <laughs> sleep with. I'm like, that's from Nintendo, man. That's from um, Super Mario Brothers, and it's this and this, and it's a remix that someone made. And he's like, oh my god, dude, I haven't played that in forever. But it's like. Right. So recognizable to the fact that even subconsciously we don't even think about those games anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't play those, but the beat just brings back this little spark of innocence, this spark of oh, happiness. Man. And the fact that you're putting it in your music, yeah, people are going to gravitate towards it because I mean it's just it's just a it's just a noise that just makes happiness appear in your brain like a right. serotonin or something. Also, yeah. one of those things that uh, Mario is actually the third most well-known character. Oh, really? Like he beats Mickey Mouse in that aspect. He's more well known than Mickey Mouse. I, I I saw like a study on that, and they were talking about how he is more recognizable. So you having incorporating a lot of like Nintendo music and you know your genres that you incorporate into mm-hmm. it, it, it's gonna blow up in that sense. Yeah, it's helping to blow up even more. Be like, where is this from? I know this. And I think that's uh that's what makes these like deep house music so good because yes. since it draws influence from all these different genres, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you're coming from on the spectrum. You know, as a person. You're able to gravitate towards it, like, man, this is good. Right. It's right. very hard to do that if you're listening to country and you try to add different lyrics. I mean, still country. Yeah. yeah. But Deep House has just like this merger of all this convergence of all these different, you know, mm. types of uh, genres. Mm-hmm. And that's what, your music is amazing in that sense. I think for the people that don't know, I first met you when we did a recording for an earlier episode on the podcast. Yeah. I think it's your first or second one. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the early ones. Mm -hmm. And when I was uh, listening to the lyrics that you had written and to the beats that, you know, you and the team were working on, oh, my God, I was like, I have to have this guy on the podcast, man. I need to invite you. Oh, yeah. You were there as a silent member of the audience, but you are amazing. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's probably the most praise I got. So, you know, if I was any lighter, you know, I'd be blushing. Woo. (laughs) No, I'm telling you. Like, dead serious. I'm I'm I love Deep House. Like yeah. they all know that. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. all I play when I'm in the car driving somewhere. Send us too. Yeah, nice. and, I, and I kind of annoy them with links to it. Yeah, because I love it. There, there's a mixture. I've even heard like Italian and, and French music with you know Deep House background noises. Just like it feel like waves hitting. Oh man! And it just hits like the language. But your beats, the ones that you've organically worked on, even the ones that you you know you've acquired in order to add to the lyrics that you know fit it perfect yeah. are amazing. Oh, thank you, man. I, I appreciate like it. One of those things that you you incorporate your soul into your music. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. I know because I like to listen to a lot of like soul music and like old school. Yeah. Uh, 90s stuff, 80s stuff. Yeah. And I just love listening to their them, uh, like kind of like dump their their soul, their energy to it. And I uh, I heard it in that song that you showed us. I haven't listened to much of your stuff, yeah. but it, it resonated with me. Like I could feel it. I can feel your hard work in it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It is hard work, but I enjoy it. It's like torture sometimes because like, shit. Because sometimes it'll take me forever to finish a song. Yeah. I'll go for a walk or whatever, and then they'll be finished in no time. But it's just it's the process is hard, but I enjoy it. And I'm like, you know, so it's not really work if you're enjoying it. What's the song you've taken the longest to finish? Because I know there's artists that say, hey, you know what? I wanted to work on this song for my album. 308 in heartbeat right yeah and and th- when i was i couldn't get the song right to the point that i was happy with it so I, I i knocked out like four songs in the process as i was trying to make the lyrics for this one it's not doesn't work for this but it works for this yeah what's the longest is that shit like man dude the longest 
I had, I still have incomplete songs now that I just got to go back and revisit. <clears throat> it's either technology, either the sound I'm not looking for is not ready yet, or the sound uh, I'm looking for isn't here yet. Mm. But uh, I would say most recently, maybe a month or two, like I'll, I'll lackadaisically do it. I'll, it's like, all right, this is all I can come up with. I'll keep rattling my brain. Okay, I'm done. I'll go somewhere else. Bang out the next three or four, come back maybe a month or two later. Ah, okay, this all of a sudden it's done. I can do it. Uh-huh. It's just sometimes I'll, it's, I go in waves. Like either life will hit me. I'll get creative. Like when I first started so you start writing. working on it and you pause. Yeah, exactly. I don't mean to. It just happens, mm-hmm. you know. A bill will pop up and distract me or, you know, you know, some punani or, you know, something happened. You know, just, you know, I'd stop for a minute and then I'll get back on it. But uh, when I first started writing, I kid you not, I felt like I was possessed. Like the first 30 days, <laughs> I had 30 concepts, just different ideas. Wow. Uh, this was I was working at the casino. A lot of my good ideas, I don't know what was there at that casino, but things would just enter in and out. Just I was just picking up all kinds of shit there. Just bam, 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 writing, writing, writing. Tobacco constantly. spirits, huh? Yeah, I'm yeah, just, just writing, constantly writing, dude. But now that I'm not there no more, it's it's as I'm going, like either as I'm driving or if I'm out somewhere walking, strolling, or just chilling somewhere i'd pick up something or sometimes i'd hear i, I can listen to a song and i hear an, a whole totally another song playing you then, start remixing it in your own mind and live not, right not even remixing it it's like the words are not even there what dude it's weird it's creepy like i'll listen to a song sometimes and i'm like this isn't what i heard earlier and i hear another another song inside <laughs> the of mandela it. effect <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 also also straight weirdo stuff but you know i kind of keep that to myself because you can't explain this to everybody but and i'm sure there's people that, that know what you're feeling especially yeah. those that are listening i mean the audience continues <coughs> to grow so i'm sure there's gonna be people out there going i know exactly I know, what you mean I know what yeah yeah i was like dude this isn't the lyrics but it's like i can't get the so i'm hearing different lyrics i'm hearing a different beat so i was like, you know what well shoot i got a free song if it's, i ain't got to work for it hell yeah so i beatbox what i hear I'll sing what I hear, and I'll come back to it later. There's a couple of trance songs I listen to that are like that. So I do. This song would be so much better if it if this here, if this they had this some lyrics here, and I'm hearing the lyrics. I'm like, how can nobody not hear this? I heard this song three or four times, and I hear something totally different. And I was like, so I'll write it down. Some of that DJ Tiesto, <clears throat> I feel it in my bones song. Yeah, I like seen I... him a few a few a few uh, a few years ago at uh, the Oracle on New Year's Eve. We, we no seen him. way. Seriously? Yeah, he showed up. He, I think he was a little late. You know, like most. Big guys, you know, they're a little late. He pops up out in the middle of the thing, and we're at the Oracle, and freaking, yeah, he starts jamming out, dude. It's badass. It was my first time seeing him, like, live. It was good. It was epic. So have you ever had a song that you finished? Let's say you finished it when you were, I don't know, 19, right? Mm -hmm. I wish I was about my songbook, yeah. And then you go back and listen to it out of curiosity, or maybe you just have a moment, like, I'm just going to see, I want. I need some influence. Sometimes you might go back and dig. Up. Oh, I do it all the time. Do you ever have a song that you listen to in that way, and then you say to yourself, you know what, I have a whole new take on that song, but mm. you don't want to unwrap it maybe, or maybe you do. Have you ever had that happen when you no. rediscover your own work? No. Um, normally when I go back and dig, you know, I had a lot more songs in my book and then, but I looked and I said, this isn't worthy of being here. Like, so I trashed some songs. Like, dude, Really? Yeah, wow. I threw some. I threw some away. I would sit there, I'd read it, and I'd say, you know what? I'm on another level. I mean, this is like some amateur stuff right here. But I'm like, ah, this isn't it. But my but you first. You do completely trash it. You, you don't think, I'm going to rework the words or mm. something. You just, it's gone. I don't need it. No, I don't need it. Like, because I, um. I know I, I, the way I look at it, I, it'll force myself to be better as a creator. I'm always going to create. Like, let's just say somebody stole my songbook, somebody jacked my phone, all my stuff's gone. Okay, I wouldn't trip as hard. Cause I said there's some still stuff here backed up in the studio, mm-hmm. but I know as a creator I'll be forced to do something harder. Gotcha. I have to. I always. I'm always trying to outdo myself on the next one. So this album that's coming out now, I got to do better for the next one. Gotcha. So it's, it's just weird. I do go back and look because I would say the starting point. I, I wrote a song called On E. That's my first song I ever completed, finished, which was the one that, that we had the lawsuit about or whatever. Or I had to sue that guy for, which is now officially mine. You know, six thousand dollar song now. You know, gotta make some bread off it. <laughs> It'll make some money for sure. <clears throat> Eventually, yeah. So that's that's like my. First, I would say that'd be my 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 starting point all the way up until now, which is totally different. So, what do you think about those experiences where people say the deepest well to be artistic from is your own like disparity, like your sadness, 
Like, oh, let's God. say, like, for example, you had a really bad day. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about a Joker-level bad day, mm-hmm. right, where everything just seems to go wrong completely. I had a couple of those before. And you sit home. Do you start writing? Or yeah. Or what, what do you feel? Like, isn't that – do you feel you get more inspiration from those days or from the happy days? Because – A little inspiration of both. Like, right now, I'm kind of riding on a high, you know. I just, just met somebody new, so – you know, we're talking, taking it slow. You know, she accepts me, me and my my weirdoness. You feel me? My little my little nerdiness. She's she's cool with it. You know, she's cool with the fact. You know, I got kids and shit, and you know, she got she got kids too. It's like, all right, you know, we own some Brady Bunch stuff, but it ain't like it's on not on that heavy level, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm I'm feeling the buzz. So like the stuff that's coming out now, it's gonna be pretty pretty cheerful, which should be just more in time party, for summer. Yeah, yeah. So all the other stuff, um, what I notice, like when I'm feeling that bad, like bad, or for like the thing I went through with my ex-wife, <clears throat> I definitely have to write a jam out. I have to write. Even my baby mom, I wrote some pretty horrible stuff that I'll never put out, but I felt better getting it out that way on paper. So that's what I was gonna ask. So you feel like that's an outlet for you? Mm-hmm. Some people get angry, punch a wall or something, but they yeah. don't. They don't feel like they relieve that anger. But yeah. for people that are artists, people that write books, people that write music, mm-hmm. they seem to find a much a much better way, healthier way to to relieve that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that, I love love to write. Um, that's that's my outlet. Uh, I, I didn't realize it till later. Even in elementary, I didn't realize I like writing. You know, I used to hate it, but I would write a lot. I'd write little poems, a little BS stuff, or you know, I'll try it out on the chick and see if she likes it. You know, mm. that's how. As a matter of fact, speaking of poem, that's how I got my first. Uh, my first uh, baby mom is this chick, right? This shit was funny as hell. I think her name was Luz or something. Luz or something. She was gorgeous. Anyways, um, you know, she's mainly Spanish-speaking. But your boy wanted some, so I was like, damn, I got to get creative. So I wrote something out in English, a little book poem. And I had, at the time, she didn't know she was going to be my future baby mom. I had her translate it. So then she translated for me, and then she gives it, and I made her give it to her. So she takes it, and then like a day later, the girl hands it back to her and tells her to tell me, uh, my boyfriend said, don't be writing nice stuff like this. Oh, man. Because <laughs> he can't write like that. So I was like, all right, well, I was like, you dumbass, it's for you, but whatever. But then when she hands it back to me, she has her phone number on the inside of it. So yeah, and she was Spanish too. So Whoa. next thing you know, so that's what happened the next eight years was, you know, that's how it happened. And it was very good for the next eight we're in but yeah yeah so that's writing is you know whether whatever mood you're in that's i convey my, my best I, I say i perform at my peak level when i'm writing wow so, speaking of books uh, that i do i think i mentioned to you they have a book coming out hopefully uh we're pushing for may it could be so it's looking like june now called the light speeders i wrote it is it nonfiction or is it your life account it's or what is fiction. it? It's fiction. Um, there's two. Well, there's one that I'm going to do personally about the whole ex-wife experience. That's later. But what I'm going to do is once I see how this avenue works with this book, we do have a publishing company that's that's after us for it. Whoa. But, yeah, it's called The Lightspeeders. Um, my cousin uh, gave me the uh, the concept and let me kind of freehandedly, like, just, just run away with it, just do what I want to do, with, which I did. Whoa. So right now everything's being re-rendered, written nicer because I don't have, like, the, the college vocabulary, how to articulate perfectly, but I know where I want to go with it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, first I was slow about it. I was like, oh, I don't know, but if you can write music, you can write a book. So, oh, yeah, because the music no. is stories that you're mm-hmm. compiling together, I mean, to so be I, honest. Yeah, yeah, so the book, I finished it on my end. Right now we're just waiting for my buddy to wrap it up so we can crank it out, and then uh, we're hoping to do either in between books or comic book or something. But, yeah, we I, I got a book that that's coming Wow, yeah. You know, if um, if you're releasing it, when you release it... Um, oh, you're going to know. We'll have another interview. Yeah, I'd like to have you back on, and we can do the link and everything. People can follow and purchase it from there. That would be cool. We'll do that. Yeah. Well, I'll come back again when the album gets done. Um, we'll have an official... We have like a listening party or something. We're gonna do, we're gonna do some yeah, crazy stuff. That'd be cool. I'd really like to see. That. I'd like to be a part of that because, oh, yeah. man, I I really like your music, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. And it, again, I was, it reminds me of other like I was telling Troy here and others that, um, the music I heard yesterday from you, mm-hmm. and then I've heard before reminds me of a uh, Shofu, right? This other guy on YouTube. Yeah, that he does more <coughs> like ciphers, but it's strictly ciphers. But you have what he's missing. In many senses, right? Mm-hmm. Besides the air of humbleness, but confidence, the fact that you mix house with it mm-hmm. is out of this world. Because when someone takes themselves 
and do does only ciphers is like you, you only see them as a serious person so if they're goofing around like you lose respect for them like they say you always you respect a clown who it was a clown until you learned that he was actually you know uh an intellect yeah right so when you when you meet somebody as a clown and then you find out there's a deeper meaning to them you're like wow you you, you they you earn their or they earn your respect but when you meet somebody who's like a hard found boss yeah. or uh just like a fighter and then you meet that they have a goofy side it's almost harder to swallow that pill like yeah it, it's it's not as easy but the fact that you come with both sides already pre-packaged yeah ready to go man it's awesome, digestible man. dilutable you feel me potable everything uh yeah i, I know exact. that's crazy that you that you mentioned that because a lot of people at work i'm real goofy like i'm straight goofball but then they're like um like where i'm at i gonna say too much we'll just we'll just say uh, certain sergeants heard like oh jeffrey does music so I was like yeah yeah i do music he's like yeah right let me hear he, like six of them at a table so i bust a flow one of my flows oh shit then i beat box with them oh shit then they're interested now i got their attention and i look at it like okay these are pre-sales right here cool Done. i'm telling you yeah i mean you, you got you got fans in us already yeah. too yeah that's thank you heard a snippet of it Oh yeah, yeah. Just give you a sample, man. That's how I do it. We said it called the elevator pitch. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. I practice it's it. A small elevator pitch, man. You only got like 10, 30 seconds to impress somebody. Yeah. And I mean, if it's good, yeah, you got them right. Yeah. If that's it's it. not, well, you know, you know, right away. Heck but, yeah, man. give me an elevator. One of these execs. It's a rap, dude. I tell you, just it was just casual. I'll ask them, hey, what kind of music? Like, just how I do it. Kind of music. I don't even mean to do it. But even if, you know, even if it's a chick or whatever, kind of music like, oh, I like this, that, and they're like, oh, I like everything. Oh, I tell them next. Oh, if I hop in your car right now, you're gonna give me a ride home. What channel set? What do you have playing? What what playlist? Oh, oh, they start getting embarrassed. Like, oh, I have this. Well, check this song out. Oh, dude, you might like it. Oh, I actually like it. So yeah. So this is my album. It's coming out on this day. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Done. That's how I do it, man. So in in the pipe, you have. The finishing of this new album. Are you gonna release like an LP with the old album that you finished when you were younger, or are you gonna I, you kind of what? combine everything into one? I don't know how. Soon? I don't know how I'm gonna do it because I was talking to my cousin about it, like, dude, because it's because it didn't get the marketing that it deserved, and it's and it was a well put together album. It's um, I don't know. That's definitely some some I can look into. It's, uh, it's a lot of lot of lot of uh, influences on there, which I just remembered. There's a got a song out of another girl off that album there's a nice little that's another story though that's a crazy story but yeah i, I might do something i might re, re, bring that back out we'll see i mean it's it's sitting just there throw it out in the in the universe yeah um something pretty intelligent that um i think i i don't know i like the weekend a lot too right mm-hmm. something that the weekend did that was almost unheard of for this generation was the fact that he released the free mixtapes right mm-hmm. and then repackaged them once those fans had you know pretty much taken the bait because yeah, we became big fans of him. He did the drug and, dealer, and then he, yeah, he he asked you to buy it. Yeah, but I mean, there's other ways, right? There's the option of releasing, you know, handful of songs, a mixture of new and old, putting it out there for free, and then if you want the rest of it, you know, you know, just we ask you to support the artist. We yeah. ask you to support me. You know, that's sure. smart. Maybe I can do that with the old album. I'll just say here, Here's call this, it, yeah. call it the mixtape, or call it whatever. It's free. It's already done. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, it's almost like when you, when you, um, sell your project car or a car, you never really get your money back that you invested. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. So yeah, well, fuck it. It's free, but you're going to catch me. You're going to pay for this next one though. I, I would, uh, there's also another artist I follow named, uh, Kuko. He's oh, really young. Yeah. He's like 20 something. Nice. But he did most of it. Like he did like free songs on YouTube and you never imagined like, I mean, you're, Man, you're going places. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard it from other people, but man, mm-hmm. I'm serious. You know? What I hear the most is, "What are you doing here?" Every job I go to, "What are you doing here?" What are you doing? I said, "I'm just paying the bills on my journey, on the way. I'm, you know, I'm just here for a little bit, and then I'm on to the next spot. You know, just till I get to where I'm supposed to be." Yeah, you know, they say that, and I say they, but I mean, there's a there's references where people mention that if people keep pulling you down. Is because they see the potential of how good you can be, mm-hmm. and they're jealous of it, right? If people don't mess with you or anything, they just don't care about you. That's a different thing. But if yeah. someone purposely tries to make your life harder, it's because they know how much easier you're gonna have it in the future. You know? Yeah. They just... they can see the light at the end, and like I don't want this person to reach it. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna make right. it harder. I'm gonna be the obstacle in his life. Right. Some people can take pride of themselves for doing that. Sure. It's it's you, what's scarier is you know you don't know if it's yeah. Uh, 
your best friend or if it's you know a random stranger because yeah. you know i'd i'd respect a person more if they thought out told me they didn't like me at least i know you don't or you like stand me. with them yeah yeah and then you know we'll just have to get along in the meantime if it's at work or anywhere else or i know to avoid them versus you know the the the, the smiling cat with the dagger behind his back it's like oh yeah. shit that's a little more dangerous or the snake that keeps biting on better yet the better analogy the fucking spider that keeps biting you every other night you get welts on your leg you can't fucking catch a fucker because you're sleeping yeah, yeah you know it's it, it sucks but yeah um i don't I, my friends my circle of friends like i kid you not like i can count them just about all on one hand and then and those are friends and then everybody else is family so it's just that's how i gear everything up man until those friends become families in the meantime but yeah i just keep my circle small uh, drama free like i finally reached a point in my life where i found peace like you know I, anything that creates a disturbance i cut it out quick you know it, even if it hurts i'd cut it out even if it's a chick or whatever which as some unfortunately found out i'd cut you off quick just just to keep my peace because i already know where i've been through and i know where it leads yeah and i'm yeah. not trying to get roped up in that again yeah, and in life is you have a limited finite amount of time and mm-hmm. none of us know how much it is it's like you're, you're looking and i feel like it's time is short so that's why i'm hustling right now. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no and and i think um that's a very wise way of handling things mm-hmm. because again you can always convert peace for happiness yeah but you can't convert happiness for peace right it doesn't work that way. So if the more peace you have, the better off you'll be in life. And I think that's the run that we do. We don't realize that's what we're aiming. That's what we all want. Mm-hmm. But none of us really know how to get there very well. And I think when you reach a certain level, and I think you live enough life, you realize how to get there for your personal peace. Yeah. And I think that's what you're doing, and that's really amazing. That's really, you know. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm not trying to have all the money in the world. I just want to be comfortable. Yeah, I know there's things going to get tough here and there. Just the goal, the goal is for me to retire early. And be comfortable. I want to see the world. I want to go eat some exotic foods. This time, not bring any crazy women back, but I want to go eat. Go, go eat some food, man. That's it. I just want to be comfortable to go eat, travel, and eat, man. Man. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain status. You feel me? That's it. Commendable, man. And yeah. plus, I think this is going to be the ultimate way to get there. You'll be able to see the world and have fans there and have right? places where you can just chill on your own. Right. You're going to have... Man, it's, it's a it's a good road for you, man. I'm really happy. and uh, Definitely. I'm really glad you let us be a part of this process for you. Appreciate it. Um, we're definitely going to have you on in the future if uh, some if you find time in your schedule to come back and oh, yeah. you know, tell us about time. the new songs. Absolutely, as they crank out, I'll, I'll let you know. I mean, we got my number, and um, yesterday we played four four for you guys, just four little snippets. So yeah, that's it. Rough with unmixed, just you know, let's yeah, see what it happens. Still looked good, and it sounded good too. That's definitely. crazy. So that, I mean, that shows that shows your talent. So uh, I think. In the near future, if um, you want to come back on and join Absolutely. us for some of these conversations, I mean, the doors are open. We'd love to have you, Retro. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's any extra details, any places, social media you want them to follow you on, I think this would be a good way to, to yeah, have them. you know, I got, know. I mean, I got my, I don't have a fan page up yet. I've been kind of lagging about it. I've been waiting for the CD to get done. But if they want to follow, I mean, uh, I am on Snapchat, uh, the letter R underscore Retro, and, um, I am on Instagram, but my Instagram is kind of like super private. So I mean, it's not like oh, you know, whatever. But if you're a cool person, I'll let you in. So it's uh, Raymond underscore Retro. If you're a weirdo, don't go there. But if you're cool, um, hit me up. I'll let you come through and check out what I got going on and keep you entertained. Cool. And all right. So thank you for joining us. I think um, again, it, you have the book coming in the near future. You book. have. The book album i still have the trademark i gotta i gotta uh what do you call it? i gotta update it when when the time expires. i gotta renew renew that book trademark music and clothing will follow later obviously but book book trademark music and oh, what else i have going that's it it still doesn't feel like enough but it's a lot it doesn't feel like oh enough. i can imagine it's hard to kind of shifting everything and being able to balance that with kids yeah 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 single fathers yeah that's it it's just wild dude it's crazy but yeah you, you just find time like right now i'm sacrificing my morning time with them you know come here or come to the studio and then um, i'll make up for it i'm back and we're gonna hit the park in a little bit take them out probably go to lunch together and then call it good yeah. uh, make, make it make it make uh make even on my bets <laughs> man, good light man yeah, all right for sure light. all right well thank you guys for joining us uh, it was a pleasure talking to retro man you guys yeah. are amazing artists can't wait to see what comes in the future appreciate it you guys thanks for listening all right <laughs>